0: The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSradio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we are focusing on Rutherford County, do you hear that noise? Oh, maybe you didn't. Maybe it's just something I'm hearing. Uh, Joe Carr is with us. things, Bart? I'm starting to hear things. One.
1: Aren't we that. all? <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> Our phone
0: number is 615 893 Exactly 30. what are you
1: hearing? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm hearing little growling sounds in my ear.
1: That's not your stomach?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Okay. When is Halloween? It's pretty close. It's
1: pretty close. Ooh. There you go, trick-or-treat. Right. Around the square, it'll be wild.
0: I've, I've heard about
1: it It'll that. be wild. It'll be great. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to jump in and say something before we get started. So if you don't mind. Sure. Um, this is our County Mayor, Joe Nunn. No, no, yes. Joe. <laughs> so you have uh, some local businesses that have been here, that have been in our community a very long time, and so I'm listening to... Uh, the promo ad for Slick Pig yeah, and Holden yeah. Hardware. And I, I just, I visit all those places. and let oh, me ju- I, And I do too. And let me just say to the listeners out there, I know the convenience of a big box store sometimes is attractive. But please, I want to encourage the listeners to go to these small businesses. Because as I sit here and talk about, we've talked about this several times about crafting a vision for this county. So much of where we are is because of those small businesses that have roots here in Rutherford County, including WGNS. And so I just, I was just, I'm sitting here going, they are such an integral part of the fabric of our community, and it's important that we support them. Um, they're good businesses. They, they're part of the community. Their families live here. They went to school here. They church here. Um, they're just an integral part of our community and I think, um, I think it's a good thing when we support them. I I really do. So just support, uh, WGNS advertisers. And that's, you didn't tell me to say that. Uh, I I want the listeners to know that's, that's spontaneous on my part, but as the county mayor, I think uh, I have a responsibility there. And straight I, from your heart, straight from my heart, absolutely. And so there's there are some tremendous small businesses in our community, and and the really good ones advertise on WGNS.
0: I agree with you hundred percent on that. Some wonderful folks, and uh, we have a, a text here from a listener who's saying you had asked earlier. I guess it was a couple of times back that they didn't put a date on this about that sycamore tree yeah. in front of. They can. They said they remember buying. Popcorn from a popcorn stand that was right around there.
1: So let's spend a minute just talking about the sycamore tree because you're right. We have addressed that on a couple of different occasions, and it is important. And and quite honestly, Bart, that that tree, the significance of that tree is much greater than I uh, previously had thought. I knew it was an old tree, but I didn't know how old. After talking to Greg Tucker, our county historian.
0: Greg just learns about those by reading about them. He doesn't remember that far back. He's not old.
1: Oh, I well, see. I, I thought he I, I, I thought he you I, to, I thought he was here when they planted it. So, in, in no, 1840, not, the way he the way he accounts it, it was he actually planted the tree, the way he tells the story.
0: Greg is just a kid. He, <laughs> and, he told me to tell that. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> With your fingers crossed, right? But in any event, so that, come to find out, that tree is the last of four tr- sycamore trees that were brought up from, I think, the, as Greg tells it, from the river and planted around the square on the four corners of the square in 1840. And so that is the last surviving sycamore tree. So that tree was there during the Civil War and the occupation of the courthouse by Union soldiers. And so it is it has quite a bit of historic significance and as I've, I told the listeners and shared with you that's, that we've got some issues with um, the tree dying and so what we're what the county's trying to do is we're trying to save the tree and prolong its life and then it, it's my goal is at, at, at some point in time the tree will just be too old and fragile to save but what we want to do is we're going to try to take grafts from that tree and so create a legacy for oh, that tree that yeah would be so yeah cool. so that it's it's something i'm i'm a i'm a tree hugger in the in the literal sense of the word i i in the last year on my last two or three years on my farm i planted probably close to 200 trees so i have a sawmill but I also that it cuts down fallen trees, but also like planting trees, and so I'm a i am am true I am a true tree hugger.
0: Well, that's an interesting story because when you stop and think, all that a tree if a tree could see, oh,
1: if they could tell the stories, oh man, I mean the history of that tree and all that has happened in this community since 1840. Can you imagine sitting down and just listening to somebody talk? about all the history that has gone on.
0: The, the things that we don't know about that are considered mysteries. Yes. It could answer yeah, them.
1: Yeah, it could anyway so you know I'm, I'm quite passionate so about brought up tra- from the river you see yeah, that's what I've been told and there were according to well, Greg the, where, and maybe maybe having Greg come in one time with us and share those stories that might would be, be good that might be appropriate uh and he's not microphone shy so that'd be, we can make that that we can make that happen absolutely now,
0: where on the river you know I,
1: I do not know now he in his book he tell he accounts for that story in his book and so but um the fact that it that we can document that th- that tree was uh, brought up along with three others the other three did not make it it's the last surviving tree 1840 so it's be
0: it, interesting to know when the others faded away yeah and they were around the courthouse also mm,
1: they were at the my understanding is that they were the four corners of the courthouse mm-hmm. and that, of course the last tree is on the southeast corner of the courthouse and people stand out in all the time without realizing the significance of where they're at but
0: uh, now those two wings on each side of the courthouse were added what in the 50s uh, 60s I believe 60s? that yeah okay. mm-hmm.
1: in the 60s yeah
0: and they never could get the bricks to Match so you well creatively
1: match well, them. <laughs> I did. I did not do that. Uh, but I thought
0: I saw you out there. No, it? you
1: didn't see me painting bricks. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, you, you know what? Uh, Mayor Ketchum uh, understood the significance of the courthouse, and he did an absolutely wonderful job restoring the courthouse. And and it's we. It's an honor, an absolute honor, to have my office in that courthouse. I would not have it anywhere else. And I think it's great that uh, Ted Beatty and I are in there. And then w- the other part of it is part of a museum. Um, it's a wonderful place for, for us to have events on occasion. We have to be careful about events because the mechanical um, uh, part of the courthouse, the air conditioning, the heating, the plumbing is not designed for events. So when we have large events, on the courthouse where you know several hundred or a couple thousand people gather they want access to those restrooms those restrooms and the plumbing are not equipped for the volume of water necessary to accommodate everybody so we have to be very careful about access to the public to those restrooms on events but other than that um, it's a great it's just, it's just a wonderful part oh, of our communities it is.
0: And, and the way that you always are there opening it up to the public when needed uh, I know I've been to every one of the Veterans Day celebrations that we've had mm-hmm. uh, since we began the uh, the, the recent series, mm-hmm. which I think is twenty or thirty years. Yeah, long yeah. time. Uh, L.C. Stem yeah. got it started. That's right. Uh, and it's coming up again.
1: Yeah, it is. It is the tenth, and we'll this, do and we'll do it again. That's exactly right. So, so and we've had to, recently we've had to start saying no to some things because of the burden. It, and the stress it places on our mechanical systems we, we've got to be careful because that is an old building the plumbing is, is and it's old and to replace it it would be expensive and so we just we need to we need to be careful we need to be good stewards of what we have
0: so. Now, we may have chatted about this before but have you gone down to the basement? any time recently and and i'm just curious i have
1: never been you've never been in the basement of the courthouse and i've never been in the tower i have to tell you i've been in the tower my first year i haven't thought about it i've been kind of (laughs) busy (laughs) <laughs> and I have to confess, I have been so busy, it hasn't dawned on me to get to a, a, get Adam Dodd to take me down there. So I need to do that.
0: And the tower is fascinating. Yes,
1: I'm, I've been told.
0: Uh, you get up in the upper part, and this I went up there in the middle of the day when it was very sunny. Uh, and you had to take a flashlight, because as you got up into really? the cupola
1: itself, yeah.
0: totally dark. Really? yeah i, I was really so there's surprised no light, lighting
1: up there at all
0: there was lighting from below but it didn't make its way up enough yeah. to, to let you see what what you were seeing. I, I'm, gonna, I'm,
1: I'm gonna have to and I'm you climb
0: to, up there on a ladder
1: oh really oh well, i'm gonna have to do this i'm gonna have to i'll get adam dodd he's our he, he's our one he's our maintenance director for the county and he does a fantastic job so ben
0: mankin is the one that showed me through there before he retired of course his dad was the former uh, yeah. your job your yeah. job county
1: executive at the yeah. time
0: uh just a fascinating place up there and it's huge
1: i need boy, I, mean, you, uh, I i i can't believe I, I get stuck in my rut i get my I, my job i put my head down and i'm just i'm running around with buckets of water trying to put fires out on a daily basis and sometimes i forget um the other parts of the job that are afforded to me so well we're gonna take no telling
0: what you'd find downstairs <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe some citizens who still are wandering around down there <laughs> that's right ghost of
1: mayor's past maybe. that's right
0: <laughs> our phone number is 615-893-1450 if you have a question or a comment uh, you can talk or text fact texting is probably the easiest thing for you 615-893-1450 a person's asking uh Ten percent of the entire single-family real estate market in Rutherford County is now owned by out-of-state corporations. I did not realize
1: that they're called REITs, real, Va- real estate investment trusts. I would love to know who sent that in because this is some this is a burr in my saddle. Um, a real estate investment trust, by design, is a corporation, which it's, it's a legal entity, but it's for It's for investment and uh, commercial purposes, even though they're in the residential market. It's not unlike an apartment building, but instead it's single-family homes. But 10%, over 10%, excuse me, of the homes, single-family homes in Rutherford County are owned by REITs. We have more homes owned by REITs in Rutherford County than any other county. And it's growing. And now we are finding out that whole subdivisions are being built for the express purpose of rental. And the problem with that is it's creating a permanent renter's class. And it's making affordable homes much more difficult. I've also learned, quite unfortunately, that these REITs, which are commercial enterprises, are charged the residential property tax rate. So an apartment complex is charged the 40% assessment rate. Um, commercial property, like this building here, is charged the 40% rate. But a REIT on an individual collection of individual homes is only charged the 25% property tax rate. And so we've got a something that's uh, not quite as consistent as it should be.
0: Now, is that something that has to have general assembly approval, or no, can you do no, it locally?
1: No, sir. That is that other counties are charging these same REITs the 40% commercial rate. It's something that, for whatever reason, Rutherford County has chosen to do, is to charge them the 25% rate.
0: So you think assess we, that 25%. we actually chose to go that route?
1: There was a, Apparently there was a conscious decision to assess these REITs the 25 percent rate as opposed to the 40 percent rate and other counties are are doing it and we've even received a case law three different pieces of case law that substantiate or support the notion that commercial enterprises like a REIT should be charged the commercial rate of property tax as opposed to the residential rate.
0: Are these Tennessee corporations that are owning these homes, or are they people from out of state most, investing?
1: Most of the REITs are owed, uh, owned out of state. Not all of them. The three b- largest hedge funds in the world—excuse <coughs> me, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard—own 40 percent of the stock in the S&P 500. Those three companies, those three trust funds. They, these three, tr- they're not trust companies. They're uh, hedge funds. These three hedge funds and investment funds own 40% of the S&P 500. And since just before COVID, they have these three particular funds have made a push toward purchasing residential housing for the pers- for the purpose of rental. And so this is going on at an accelerated rate. They're literally buying up priv- all the private property. So, so it's, it's expected that by 2030, these three companies will own uh, a majority of the residential property available in uh, the country. Wow. Yeah. It's not a good thing because what it does, you know, it, part of the American dream, at least in my mind, is home ownership, right? And it's making it extremely difficult to own a home because if you can force somebody into renting a piece of property from you, you it makes it extremely difficult for you to put away the money necessary to put down on a down payment or to afford a home of your own and to get that equity in a home. Instead, you're held captive by a landlord. Is this pushing
0: homeownership into the rural areas in other counties? Is it pushing them away from Rutherford County into rural areas?
1: Yes, because I think so, and that's just my opinion, but <clears throat> excuse me, but these REITs are, tend to congregate in subdivision in more urban areas we find that most of the reits in rutherford county are in the laverne area interesting Mm -hmm. so it's a serious it's a it's a it's a serious issue in my opinion because it disenfranchises home ownership and it creates a permanent renter's class. Well, it, without
0: the pride of home ownership, you, you don't care as much about how your property looks. You don't care about the a, neighborhood. There, a,
1: there are a number of unintended consequences associated with that. But it's just not about that. But it's, I mean, I can't imagine not owning a home. There's a certain pride that you take away from a person when you tell them you're not, not going to be able ever to own a home. And so I'll be honest with you. You know, I have a 95-acre home. Uh, a five, ninety-five acre farm in Las Casas, and on, it's where we've lived the last thirty, close to thirty years. My wife and I have decided we're putting, going to put our home in a trust, and 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 the trust to leave to the kids, so that our children will always, regardless, will always have a home that they will own, and they can't sell the, they can't sell it.
0: And you can do that forever. Is you, it forever?
1: Yes, sir. my understanding. Yes, sir. And so my wife and I we're we're, we're going to talk to we're going to talk to an attorney, and we're going to put the home in a trust, and the farm in a trust, and we're going to leave it to our children. And then there are certain con- things in that trust that are binding, and so they will always have a home.
0: Now, as you look around Rutherford County, we're getting so many uh, apartment houses, condominiums, <laughs> things of that sort. Uh, is that part of this outgrowth of this of these reeds
1: i don't think so i think those are they're related but they're not um they're not they're they're related in the sense that they're dealing with the same problem as it relates to growth um and when you have rapid growth like the ha- growth we're having bart you have opportunists come in and so that's what a reed is and i don't i'm not i don't there's nothing morally reprehensible about a reed uh, at all or, or renting pro- or renting your home or or anything we have as a matter of fact we have a number of local businesses who grew up in R- Rutherford County Murfreesboro who ha- who are engaged in rental property I think that is a I think that's a laudable notable thing to do for the community I have a good friend of mine who who has probably a couple three dozen homes that he rents and that's what he does and that's how he generates income I think that's great I really do what I what I what I don't like is that the REITs are coming in. They're big, large corporate model. They're not citizens of our community. But they come in, they'll buy a track of land, they'll develop it, and instead of creating the opportunity for home ownership, it's it's specifically for REITs. Uh, most of these local people who are involved in rental property, they'll give you an opportunity to lease purchase or apply some of the rent to the purchase. They'll they'll they 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 they'll flip a home. They're engaged in various aspects of of that market. Whereas REITs are totally designed to creating and expanding the rental market.
0: Now, if you were able to get the county commission to go along with charging the Corporate rate.
1: It wouldn't be the county commission. Who is it? It would be the assessor. The property assessor makes that decision. One person. Yes, sir. My understanding, the property assessor makes the determination about whether to charge the commercial rate or the residential rate. It's his. My understanding, it's his. It's his exclusive authority.
0: Wow. So if he made that decision to charge the commercial rate, which other counties are doing, how close would that put you to getting the funds that you couldn't get from the General Assembly?
1: I don't year? know yet. We're looking into that even as we speak. I, I know this, that you typically do need to do that during the reassessment period. And so we've already had our reassessment period. We're also talking about going to from a four-year reassessment to a two-year reassessment period because we won't have the shock in an uh, an expanding uh, market like ours. We won't have the shock to the taxpayer that we've had before. Like in my case, we we reassess every four years. My property assessed uh, at an evaluation 80% higher in four years than the previous assessment. My property taxes went up 35% just on the reassessment. And again, the reassessment is designed to be is designed to be revenue neutral revenue neutral back to the county, so that means somebody in the county, ostensibly, had their property values go down by eighty percent. Okay, I don't know how that would be possible in Rutherford County, but I mean, but that's what the property assessor said. However, having said that, what I would what I would are, what I would propose that we look at. I'm not advocating for yet. What I propose we look at is instead of doing a reassessment every four years, do a reassessment every two years because then it lessens the shock of an an, an expanding uh, real estate marketplace that is driven by inflation.
0: I guess the bigger thing is how can we get to a point where we can control this? We're going to be running people out of the market who can't afford to live here or who we're all, already own the we're, house. Oh,
1: we're already doing that now. That was the thing about the property tax increase, Bart, that just pained me inside and out, was because it was the property tax increase was 100% because of growth not paying for itself. And here we go again, Bart. We're talking about impact fees and development taxes. When growth doesn't pay for itself, It means that the property taxpayer has to pick up and subsidize the residential home building community for that growth. And that's exactly what we did in this last property tax increase. Last year's budget deficit was $64 million. That was a record. The previous year's budget deficit was $31 million. That was a record deficit. And so we've had three out of the previous four years, we had record deficit, record budget deficits. When I walked into, and and I don't. I don't blame the previous mayor. That was the hand he was dealt, and the hand he was dealt was the only way I can pay for growth is to put it on the credit card. That's what he did. Well, guess what? I walk into office, and a credit card bill came due, and we had to pay the bill. And the fact of the matter is, is every time we build a new subdivision, the property taxpayers of Rutherford County are footing the bill for that new subdivision because of the services that that subdivision requires.
0: We're about 10 weeks away from the start of the next General Assembly, Mm mid-January. Do you think you'll get a better audience this time? Are you going back?
1: I hope so. I hope our delegation understands the gravity of the situation. Yes, we're going back, and uh, uh, not inconsequently the— the lobbyist that Rutherford County has hired, Will Denami, is phenomenal. He's got an incredible work ethic. He also happens to be the lobbyist for the Property Tax Assessors Association of Tennessee. So I've got some working knowledge of how property taxes are, how that, all that works a little bit. And so he's uh, educating me in that process. But back to your original question, I really hope our delegation our five representatives and two state senators will come along, Rutherford County property taxpayers, and assist them in making sure that we have a solution, not unlike what other counties have, not unlike what Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne already have, and allow us the same tools to pay for growth so that we don't have to rely on property, tax pay, property taxpayers to do it.
0: We are a county. They are municipalities. That's correct. Do other counties have this opportunity?
1: The answer to that is yes. Williamson has the same tools. Dixon County has tools. Wilson County has tools. Rutherford County does not have these tools.
0: So everybody around us has them, but
1: pr- not, not everybody, but a significant number. We need to change the law and bring parity to this issue in the law, and we need our delegation to help Just make it
0: us. across the board for everybody. Yes, sir. 615-893-1450. Our County Mayor Joe Carr with us this morning. Do you have a question? I know you have some comments. We'll be back and take those.
1: This is Chip Walters,
0: and you're listening to Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station. Yeah, we got them. MTSU Sports
1: on WGNS AM, AM, FM, FM, online.
0: Does your home need freshening up? Let our family at Farrah Construction help you. We do painting, new flooring, anything that you need. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Farrah Construction offers high quality craftsmanship, quick response, and attention to detail. For home restoration at a price you can afford, Farrah Construction can get the job done, no matter how big or small it is. I'm Ron Hall, shop local. Let our family business help you. Farrah Construction Company.
1: Hi, this is peter demas join our family at demas's restaurant so many people buy so many different things you know i go out to eat and i like eating steak where my wife will end up getting our salmon our salmon is cut fresh so she loves our salmon it's one of those places that you can go you can get pastas or chicken you know the kids love it get what you want at demas's restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items join our family at demas restaurant 1115 northwest broad street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Dan at Music
0: World and Drummer's Den. Well, it turns out we have keyboards as well. We have Yamaha, we have beginner models up to ones that look good in your living room like furniture and all points in between, traveling musician synthesizers and pianos. Well, what about drums? Do we have drums? We are Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course.
1: Good morning. Police and fire still on the scene of an accident with injuries. 800 block of Cheyenne Boulevard. It's still crowded there from an earlier wreck at Ewing Drive at Richmond Hill. Traffic's picked up even more with volume. Just trying to get through Hermitage. That's what we're looking at live right now. That heavy traffic coming in from Wilson County into Hermitage on 40 westbound. All the way up past Stewart's
0: Ferry Pike. Still slow go sometimes on Vietnam Fence westbound there in Hendersonville. Making your way towards the I-65 interchange. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring.
1: Check out that menu today at Prince's Hot chicken.com I'm commander Chuck with your on time traffic we'll see sunny skies here this afternoon high in the low 80s South winds gusting as high as 20 miles per hour tonight partly cloudy and alone near 59. I'm meteorologist Jennifer voicheetski on news radio WGns currently it's 59.
0: This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at TireWorld.us. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential. Hey, happy birthday to Billy Yearwood, the winner of our Slick Pigs delicious banana pudding. Happy birthday, Billy. And our good neighbor of the day is David Weil. He is the good neighbor receiving flowers from all the folks over there at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, Jenny Harrison. Good morning to you, Jenny. Why don't you give Jenny a call and order some flowers or a gift to somebody that uh, is special on your list? Ryan Flower Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy Street, David Weil, our good neighbor of the day. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Speaking of good neighbors, Wade Hayes, his son, Nick, those are definitely good neighbors here in town over at Toots Good Food and Fun. I just want to take a second to wish them a happy anniversary. Uh, 38 years that is a milestone
1: a- another local business yeah the buttoots Ryan flowers i'm just i'm i'm sitting here going I love through the inventory I love this is this is this is literally who we are we really are this and, is literally who we are and I, again i go back i i get i go to the big box store every now and then but i i just implore the listeners Shop visit, local. Shop local. Visit these advertisers. Support them. They are they are integral part of the fabric of this community, which is why this is a destination place for people from all oh. over the count all over the country. Mm-hmm. People are nine to ten thousand new residents every year come to Rutherford County, and it's because in large part of these local businesses. So support these local businesses.
0: Wade always has fun doing <clears throat> good things for other folks. This Sunday, in honor of their 38th anniversary, amazing. 38
1: years, amazing.
0: they're selling uh, the fried dill pickles, which I love.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I, I do as well.
0: Half order for 38 cents.
1: Oh, we can do a lot better than a half order, can't we, Bart? <laughs> we can go through those. <laughs> Just keep it on coming. Amen. <laughs>
0: but that's this Sunday only, so head over there. You can't beat that. A whole uh, that's that's, you know, pickles are good for they, you.
1: They are. That, well, at least that's <laughs> what we're telling ourselves. That's right. so That's our reality. That's our truth, Bart. More, <laughs> that's more of our those, truth. please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, we've got some more questions here. Sure. This one's dealing with uh, the school system. Uh, we're spending they're saying uh, we we need five. Years, uh, and we could spend an easily seven hundred and fifty million dollars. That's a lot of bucks.
1: So let's five years. uh, That's not exactly accurate. It's uh, (laughs) what is seven forty (laughs) nine. Well, no, it's really more than that. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah. Um, So we've already of that when and Doctor Sullivan came before Health and Education Committee earlier this year. He talked about a four to five-year plan of 750 million dollars. We've already spent um, on a part of that 750 has already been bonded um, at 100 and 160 million plus or minus for the expansion of Riverdale, Oakland, and Smyrna. And then now we've got a uh, we've got an elementary school we've got to build out in the Blackman community at One Mile Lane. And then we've, but we, the next uh, issue we've got to address and address very immediately is uh, Laverne, the Laverne and Smyrna area. And our challenge for the Laverne and Smyrna area is the growth is so rapid up there that we're having difficulty finding land. And so the County Commission and I are going to have to make a very, very difficult but necessary decision on. Are we going? What are we going to do about finding land in an area, particularly between Laverne and Smyrna, that is arguably overdeveloped because we can't, there's land is limited. And so we're going to have to make a very difficult financial decision because there's still developers are still building up there. And again, we're all this development is going on without impact fees and development taxes to support that infrastructure of new schools fire ems law enforcement so here we here we go again and again but here we go again i mean i I, I am a i am a broken record and we i don't know what we're going to do but we are not going to raise property taxes
0: do you feel that and this person brings this up do you feel that charter schools will ease that draw on tax dollars
1: I think the charter schools help ease a little bit of the pressure, but but again, it's like if we've if we're pouring, uh, if if we still have uh, ten pounds of stuff in a five pound bag, Bart, we still got stuff all over the floor. So it helps alleviate the pressure a little bit, but it's it doesn't alleviate to the extent that the county is going to need some assistance out of the general assembly, because it's just not schools. It's it's law enforcement. It's fire. It's EMS. You get nine to ten thousand new residents every year. They're going to want EMS. They're going to want. Uh, they're going to want sheriff's deputies responding. There. I mean, example we had in Laverne those two police officers shot, and um, we found out early this morning. Late last night, I found out late last night that um, uh, the, uh, the John Drake, yeah, apparently uh, self-inflicted wound, uh, gunshot wound, and he's deceased. Uh, but. You know, when we have a situation like that, everybody wants to know where's the police. Well, I agree. Where's the police? Where's fire when my house is on fire? Where's EMS the when there's a, a, a medical emergency? Those people have a right to those services, too. And as this county grows, we have to grow those services to meet that demand, that need.
0: Now, on the John Drake, since you brought that up, yes, sir. Uh, we had that on earlier today, mm-hmm. but uh, it started in Antioch. Uh, A person that was thought to be him, well, you know, we have to say those things, allegedly. Um, Yes. He was at a person's home there, went into the home and asked them for a ride. And they said, you know, basically no. Right. So he pulled a gun out, stole their car, a Chrysler vehicle. Metro police saw that car uh, and began pursuit.
1: Into Laverne
0: no uh, on over toward the Edgefield area or, which is where the fairgrounds oh, is oh you're talking
1: about yes you're talking about last, last night. night oh okay yeah. I'm sorry i'm talking about i thought you were talking about the original incident oh, no, where, no, he no, was, that was where he was at a dollar Saturdays, general store yes yeah. that's right
0: uh but last night uh, they pursued him into that edgeville or edge hill area mm-hmm. uh and uh, lost the, lost it uh, but several uh, hours later neighbors reported hearing a muffled gunshot uh, which sounded like it was in an Mm outbuilding behind one of their houses. Police were called and that's where they discovered the deceased body.
1: The whole thing is so unfortunate and tragic and I don't know what to say. I just know that You know, the Laverne Police and Jason Mayor Jason Cole do a phenomenal job and they have this county's support. I know that uh, Sheriff Mike Fix You does an absolutely phenomenal job and his staff. We have a, I have a, a splendid. I couldn't ask for a better working relationship between the city mayors of Eagleville, Laverne, Smyrna, and Murfreesboro and our law enforcement and uh, fire and EMS. And, and they deserve our support and they deserve our recognition and the tools and resources to do an extremely difficult job. As illustrated, demonstrated by these two Laverne police officers getting shot. Just They were doing their job. They got shot.
0: Well, you're you're fooling with uh, dangerous criminals every
1: out there. day. You never know. You never know what the you, day's going to bring. You never know. And they don't know, and yet they do it. And we need to support them. And I've even heard that, you know, I hope this is nothing more than an unfounded rumor that in an order that we didn't have to raise property taxes, what we could have done is we could have cut departments. We could have cut. Yeah. We could have cut fire ems law enforcement and i i will tell you this if somebody wants to have that debate in in your studio i would welcome the opportunity to discuss the facts on why it's important to make sure that our citizens are safe at every single level
0: our phone number by the way if you have a question or a comment on any of these issues 615-893-1450 We do have a note here. There's a bad wreck on I-24 at Rocky Fork Road, I-24 westbound. That's going into Nashville on I-24. In fact, uh, we encourage you not to take I-24 into Nashville at this time. It's backed up for miles. Take Murfreesboro Road or 840, uh, either one. Uh, But uh, don't take I-24 because it's pretty much at a standstill at Rocky Fork Road, a bad accident in the lanes going toward Nashville. Another issue, this one uh, from a listener asking about Middle Point Landfill. And they're asking, do you feel that Republic Services is interested in working with local government and residents?
1: Republic Services is interested in working with local government and residences to the extent that they are continu- allowed to continue to bring Davidson County trash to Walter Hill, they've made that very clear. Um, they, the premise for negotiations, stands on their ability to continue to for that facility in Walter Hill Middle Point to be a trash can for the rest of Middle Tennessee. That is not negotiable on the part of the mayor. So I, when
0: you bring that up to them... I
1: will I will say I am interested in having a conversation with you, a serious conversation, about how do we make Middlepoint a Rutherford County-only solution, and they have yet to engage in that conversation at any level.
0: Are you also willing for tipping fees? Right now we don't have any for Rutherford County.
1: To be honest with you, Bart, we've moved on. We moved on a year ago. When we asked Republic on three different occasions in my office and the president of the Southeast Division came to me and said, hey, let's can we work this out? I said, absolutely. I said, okay, well, let's begin with where our start points are. I said, great. I, I, said, I said, where we start, where Rutherford County starts is this. We want to find out what it would cost to be a Rutherford County-only facility. And they said, "We can't, we're not going to do that. He said, we've got to have a certain amount of trash come from Davidson County into your community for us to make our financial model work. I said, then, I understand that. I said, but I'm telling you, get another financial model, because that, that one's not negotiable. We are, we've, been the, we've been the dumping ground for Davidson County's trash for almost 30 years. That ship has sailed. Rutherford County is building its own transfer station, and it's going to operate it, and I have great belief that we will be able to operate that transfer station for our convenience centers and for the trash that's currently being curbside by Murfreesboro at little or no cost to the Rutherford County taxpayer. So we've already moved on. Uh, I don't know how a a contract would look right now because we're getting ready to build a $20 million transfer station out there at the end of Landfield Road to accommodate the needs of Rutherford County for the next 20 to 30 years.
0: Now, as far as the transfer station, we're just transferring garbage uh, from trash trucks to other trucks to take it somewhere else.
1: Is that right? Yes, sir. And it would probably be to Cedar Ridge facility in either Marshall County or Camden uh, out on the Tennessee River. And so what we're doing is we're making arrangements to do that. And so when we do that, that then buys us time a, 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 a an incredible amount of time to come up with ways to find other technologies to divert waste other than burying it, which is what we need. We, I believe Middle Point's going to close within the next couple of years. And if What do d- they
0: say when you, when you say that to them? They
1: say, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I've had three different consultants come out there and look, and they've all said 18 to 24 months. <clears throat> but whether it's 18 months or 24 months or 36 months, it doesn't matter. It's closing. And so it's incumbent on Rutherford County to come up with a solution for its 100,000 tons of waste. Well, probably more like one hundred twenty to 140,000 tons of waste we're responsible for. Moreover, Rutherford County produces 460,000 tons of waste every year. And so we just don't have a responsibility for the waste at our convenience center and the curbside pickup of Murfreesboro, but also the independent haulers in Smyrna and Laverne and Eagleville and in the outlying community. So we're, we've got a solution that we're implement, literally implementing as we speak that's going to h- take care of Rutherford County first and no more outside trash.
0: Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr is our guest this morning. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Don't go away we're all about saving you money i'm dave ramsey on wgns rutherford county's place to
1: talk we taste from one to four on wgns there's so many things that you can do at Adams Place. My name is Carrie Shannon. I probably spend more time in the library or reading a book and that kind of thing. And I've never seen anything as good as Adams Place. And you feel like you're in a beautiful hotel and a very nice library. It's just a really beautiful place. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard across from Walmart. Call Adams Place today at 615-904-9111.
0: Hey, it's Scott. When it comes to health, there are numbers that every man needs to know, including our very own testosterone numbers. I recommend going to low T Center, where they make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only 25 bucks. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in about 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired, grumpy, cause lack of motivation, and drive. It can also raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. low T Center, reinventing men's healthcare. There is no safer place in the storm. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, TV 11. I just noticed we have uh, about seven minutes left in our program, so we're going to pop it up to warp speed now.
1: <laughs> Hold on to the bed sheet. I'll keep my comments brief.
0: Okay. Here's a listener comment says, thank you for your time and your hard work for Rutherford County. But would it not be fair to tax vehicles going forward since not all Rutherford County citizens own property, but they enjoy the entities without paying their share? And they say they wrote to uh, District uh, Representative Mike Sparks but have not heard any reply.
1: So I I don't agree with the premise of the question. I really appreciate the question because I think we need to look at all uh, options with regard to revenue. but a increase in the vehicle motor tax or the tag law that we have in Rutherford County is a regressive tax. So if you go up fifty dollars per vehicle it, as an example, that affects everybody that that affects everybody much differently. So a person who may has a six figure income, that fifty dollars is nothing. Somebody has a you know a thirty, thirty five forty thousand dollar income you know, that affects them a lot harder than somebody else. And so it's, it's a, what's referred to as a regressive tax. Uh, and moreover, we have, the, we, have, we have sales tax revenue that we collect as well that helps the county a lot. And so that we get sales tax revenue, which is really a better way of spreading that out. But what, what, a, what a vehicle tax and what a sales tax doesn't do is it doesn't solve the problem for the expansion of services as a result of a new development.
0: So developments need to have property taxes.
1: Yeah, well new developments get property taxes, but what new developments require is an expansion. When you put in a new development, you have to expand, you have to literally build out that service. Just like a developer builds out sewer and water to service those new houses, we also, the county now has to build out fire, EMS, and schools. Well, we wouldn't, have a, we wouldn't have to put additional personnel on fire, we wouldn't have to build a new public safety building, we certainly wouldn't have to build a new school if it weren't for that new development. And so everything would be fine. But it's the impact of building the infrastructure out that creates the problem property tax structure is fine. It's for the maintenance of those services, but it's the building out of that infrastructure that is so expensive.
0: So we need to wait for the General Assembly and see what happens there.
1: We need to pray that they understand the gravity of the situation.
0: You're about to get into some bids pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I want to go back to the middle point. So our solution was to build a transfer station, and so we are completing the design and engineering of the site work for that, and we will be putting out to bid uh, the site development work for that and we hope to start actual moving of dirt and site work at Landfield Road for our transfer station by the first of the year and we will be letting those bids here within the next 30 days so this is a this is a uh, this is a big moment for Rutherford County where we get solid waste independent.
0: How much land is needed? How much are you using out
1: there? We only need about 15 or 20 acres but we have plenty of land out there and so we're thinking of we're we're trying to think forward a little bit about how to best utilize that land, and so uh, so that it has, is the least impact financially to the community. So uh, I think the people are going to be implep- impressed. We used a local uh, engineering firm to do the site work for us. Uh, again, using local businesses, and we've been really pleased uh, w- with the work that they've done. And so we're excited about getting those drawings so we can go to bid.
0: This is over in the Butler Drive, Joby Jackson. No, sir. That's no.
1: Murfreesboro. That's, That's Murfreesboro. That's transfer station. Ours is on Landfield Road behind Republic Landfill. Ours is up in the Walter Hill community, and so you won't be able to see it. The landfill it's the end of Landfield Road, which is about a mile and a half, and so its you won't see it, you won't know it's there unless you decide to go down Landfield Road
0: is there a benefit to having two of those
1: yes uh for uh, logistic reasons growth of the county and our we will re if, if murfreesboro doesn't come online with theirs we will reach capacity within five to ten years murfreesboro comes online with theirs now we have that 20 25 year growth plan so murfreesboro coming online with waste away and their transfer station is very important to the overall uh, solid waste health of the county
0: we are almost out of time but we uh, have a question here that's pretty interesting. What do you feel is Rutherford County's biggest challenge over the next decade?
1: Growth and how do we pay for growth? You know what? Let me back off of that for just a second. It's the Rutherford County needs a vision. And it needs a vision and this is the most important thing because if we have this vision then we will get we will understand the role that growth plays in that vision, but we need to understand who we, who we are, where we've been, where we've come from, and then what do we want to be. And I, that's, the, that's the biggest challenge is to get people engaged in, in that conversation. And we are, right now we're engaged, the planning commission, the county commission and I are engaged in establishing that through our next 20-year growth plan. And so that's the biggest challenge, coming up with that vision, that plan that then accommodates growth, embraces growth, but it manages that growth to look like who we want to be.
0: Do you see homeless problems in the county, or is this strictly a municipality issue? It's
1: primarily confined to the municipalities, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne, but Rutherford County has a strong role to play in that, and this is something that the cities and the county are working together on because as we grow, so does that problem grow.
0: So do you foresee the cities and counties working more and more
1: together? I see the cities and the counties working more and more together on every single issue. There's nothing that Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eaglewood, they don't work on that doesn't affect the county and vice versa. So we have, the mayors and I have an excellent relationship. What involves Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eaglewood involves Rutherford County and vice versa.
0: Well, there you have it. That is our Rutherford County Mayor, Joe Carr. Our guest this morning, Joe, thank you for joining
1: us. I always enjoy it. Thank you, Bart.
0: Have a super day. Stay with us. Chip is next right here on your good neighbor station. Hey, have a great day. See you tomorrow.